So I just recently had the honor of being a guest of Martin Sutton, who's a hit songwriter who runs the Songwriting Academy. And I was invited in to answer questions of his members. They had some fantastic questions. And Martin's a brilliant man, and I wanted to share some of that with you. So first off, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. And before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself and what you can expect. Uh, I have been in the business now for coming up on 30 years. What we're going to talk about in this podcast are things that go on in my day-to-day life, whether it be as a manager, whether it be as a consultant, whether it be as someone who is creating products that's helping musicians all over the world. If there's something going on in the industry, we're going to talk about it. If there's a strategy that needs to be taught, we're going to talk about it. And if there's some way that I can help get you closer to your goal, then you are in the right place because that's what we are going to talk about here on the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. One of the things that I want to tell you today Before I start answering these questions, first, it's an honor to be here. Uh, Thank you, Martin, for allowing me access to your people. Two is this is just one person's opinion, okay? Uh, This is just, I'm going to share with you from my experience. Uh, I'm going to share with you from things that I've either tested myself or I've tested with other clients. If I do not know the answer to something, I'm going to tell you I don't know the answer to something. Uh, If I think that Professor Google is a great place to go, I'm not blowing you off. It doesn't do me any good. I need to help guide you to the answers. If I give you every single answer, so certain things I'm going to answer because they're direct questions and they make sense because you're asking my opinion. But if you're asking me to solve something for you, it doesn't do you any good if I solve it for you. I'm going to work with you to go get you and guide you to the answer because you never want to be dependent on someone. And if it turns out that, wow, I can only get my questions answered if I get access to Rick or Martin, that's not a real good position to be in. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to guide you to the answers. I may also come in and ask that, hey, I need to know more. I may pop you up. So if you guys look in the bottom left of your screen right now, you're going to just scroll over the bottom. You're going to see a place where it could say join by audio. I may invite you later in because I need more information to be able to answer it thoroughly. And if you can pop in, I would love for you guys to pop in. So with that being said, you ready to roll up our sleeves and do this thing? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Um, so um, first question is from Miko Jakala. Martin Rick, my question for the Q&A. My new band has a great song in our opinion. <laughs> Say we publish it ourselves in order to gain a good fan base and it becomes popular. Are record labels going to repel that song should we get a record deal? Cheers, Miko. The answer to that is no. They're actually wanting you to go prove it yourself right now with your resources. Uh, what happened is the days of a and it used to be that everything had to be kept a secret. The record companies wanted to be the ones to do the grand release. They wanted to be the ones to do everything. Right now, uh, they're looking to see that you can create a buzz on your own dime. They don't have the resources to do that right now. Real good example is a band called Low Cash Cowboys or low cash, not low cash cowboys, just low cash. They put out a song called truck. Yeah. And they had it up on YouTube. It was doing really well. People were digging it. Tim McGraw's camp came across it. And Tim says, I want to cut that song. I love that song. And all they did was ask them to pull it down from YouTube. That was it. But they saw the way people were reacting. 
the best thing you could do right now is to test it. The worst thing you could do right now, honestly, if I'm being super honest, is go out and try to get a record deal with a song. Because once you get a record deal, you're an employee. Uh, your creative freedom a lot of times, and what I mean by freedom, the ability to put things out. But go out, start the buzz on your own. Don't be worried about it. The label knows all you're going to do is create the spark. And even if you create a fire, there's 7 billion people in the world. Let the record company come in and douse that fire for you with gasoline. And that's when they bring their money, their resources, their, uh, uh, their relationships, their ability to get out and take it to that next level. But no, don't worry about it at all. And the first thing is, is go make sure that your fans love the song as much as you guys do. Yeah, I was just going to say, my, my only comment on this was um, the words, in our opinion. It's like, get other people's opinions as well. Get other people's opinions in the business. People that you trust, friends and family, aren't always going to be completely honest with you because they love you. Um, some sometimes people have got very candid parents, but most of the time they're gonna they're gonna sort of put a little bit of cotton wool around it. So go out and make sure that song is great. Don't something, always something too, and and this is something. This is kind of looking at behind the scenes. If you post it to your socials and you're getting comments, but you are not getting shares, that's people being nice to you. If they truly believe in something, they're going to share it with their friends. So yeah. if, they're, if you don't see any shares, they're not quite there yet, take a look at those numbers as well. Don't go by comments and likes and thumbs ups and hearts and all that stuff. Is someone, because that's what Spotify looks at. Are people downloading it to their own playlist and are they sharing it? Those are the two factors that they're looking at. You should be looking at the same thing when you post to socials. Yeah, great advice, great advice. Fantastic, let's move on to the second question from Erwin Cruz. Hi Erwin, good to see you again. Um, I have a question about promoting your music on a local versus global level. So if you're a singer-songwriter without a record label and would like to start building an engaged fan base, which is the better option to start? Either number one, running a campaign to first promote your music on a local level, run Facebook ads targeting your own city, and then later scale up. Or is it better to do it globally first and cast that wide net then assess which locations have responded to your initial music campaign? It's a great question. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, so what do you think about that, Rick? Local I think that, I, I cast the net wide right away. Uh, the reason for that is because the internet's allowed us to do that. Also, too, what it does is it allows you to uh, see who's really buying into your stuff. Because you can always cast wide, and then when you are doing a live show, you can run an ad and focus narrow. Uh, and, and it's hard too. like in Nashville, man, it is really hard to get local people out to do anything. They're so overwhelmed with how much stuff's going on right now. But right now, what I teach in my program is we're doing Facebook lives. We're doing Instagram lives. I got a girl right now made almost $200,000 last year doing Facebook lives, play into the world every day. So if the world is at your fingertips, why not deliver it to the world? So I would use the, the internet as a way to start building an audience, as a way to start getting better, as a way to find where those pockets of people are that you can ultimately go and tour. But I say cast as wide a net as possible right now. I'll give you guys two real good examples of what the internet did with us. Think about this. Had Adele or Sam Smith not put, put it out there on the internet on a worldwide scale, would they ever have made it to the United States at that particular time that they were coming out? And I'll explain to you why. Here's what the internet did. The internet 
uh, doesn't have a filter for sexual preference, for weight, for anything. It's all about the quality of the music because years ago, there's no way with before the internet that a, a homosexual male writing songs about dudes who was overweight would have ever been allowed had he not put his music out into the world first and they're like holy crap we can't stop this sam smith this thing is flooding and it's going the way that it's going adele never would have been adele in the old guard because they would have said well her weight's an issue no right now guys the best songs win the best performances win no matter what and that's what i love about this is nobody can tell you no except you no yeah. one. No one can tell you no except you. The people that come to me and go, yeah, Rick, I'm old. I said, no, you're just lazy. You know, the internet doesn't care how old you are. If the song touches someone, they don't sit there and go, man, I really can't like that song because a 55-year-old guy from Germany wrote it. No, if this song makes sense, this song makes sense. So you guys cast your net as wide as you possibly can for as long as they allow us to do it. And then when it comes time, then you'll start bringing it in. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. And you know this word local. I mean, before the internet, local was a matter of geography. Yeah. But you know, somewhere that you could communicate with quickly. Now where can you can you can communicate anywhere on the planet quickly? Right. Um, right. So so local, I mean, let's look at it universally. You know, local is the planet. And you know, distant is Mars. You know, that this is it's just a word. Look at know? the people that are on this call when you had everybody identify where they're from. We've got 15 exactly. different countries represented right here. I know, right, exactly. So brilliant. Great question though, really good question and uh, great answer as well. Thank you, Rick. Let me say hi to Tony real quick. Tony, who's running the Q&A in the chat. Hope all's yeah. well, my friend. Yeah, we love you, Tony. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, so next question from Lound. Hey, Lound, good to see you again. Um, we have a single coming out this month, and we believe it's very good. There we go again. But our current following and social media presence are minimal. Is it possible for the song to succeed in this scenario? We're already planning to post related stuff on Instagram with lots of hashtags, um, etc. Any tips on what to focus on and what to avoid? So let's look at the main question here. Um, is it possible for the song to succeed with minimum social media presence, Rick? Uh, no. And, but first, and I was hoping that this person was over here on the side, you have to define what success means because uh, everyone's definition of success is different. Basically, right now, what, what's happening is that you have a single coming out, you believe it's very good, and you're going to ultimately try to get a whole bunch of strangers to believe the same thing that you believe. Let me start by saying this to everyone. You don't release singles anymore. You put out music. Record labels release singles. You don't release singles. You're not a record company. You're not under the same restrictions that they're under. They have certain singles that they need to release at certain times. What you need to do is use as much of your music as possible to go out and build an audience with it first. If you try releasing one song to, and there's no audience, it could take you months. But if you've got five or six songs, like when I launched my podcast, I launched my podcast with five episodes and then I had, then I was releasing two every week. I had a whole bunch in the pot because what happens is this, think about you, for example, when you find a song that you like, 
are you just go, okay, cool, that's it, I'm done. No, I want to hear more from this band. I want to see more from this band. So let's say that song is very good. You need to build your social platforms up first so when people go to find you, they don't see that, wow, this is a band that just talks about themselves. Wow, this band hasn't posted in nine days. It's like you're putting the cart before the horse. So keep writing the music, but don't feel that you have to have this song come out this month. Have that song come out today to start building an audience. But you've got to build the audience with your music first. And then what happens, because here's the newsflash, guys. No one ever has to pay for your music again. As of today, I physically do not have to pay for your music in order to listen to it. When I start investing, I'm investing in you. I'm investing in our relationship. So here's one of the strategies that I teach is that take four or five songs, acoustic songs, start putting them out on your social, start playing them live on Instagram live, start playing them on Facebook live, bring everybody into the fold with these songs and then say, listen, you know, I get a chance to go in and record a couple tracks. Which ones are your favorites? Okay, great. Those are my favorites too. Uh, so then you go in and they feel like they're a part of this. Then you start showing them videos inside the studio and things like that. Say, you know what? We decided to go ahead and do a whole EP on this. And because you guys were so influential and helping us with the record, we've decided to make you guys executive producers. Here's what an executive producer does. So what we've got is we've got a certificate for you as an executive producer. We've got these cool executive producer t-shirts and we'll give you an autographed copy of the record when it's done. Uh, it's only $40. Uh, so on and so forth. So now you just sold this CD, this EP for 40 bucks versus for 499, which most people won't buy anyway, because you made people a part of the process. You have to bring them in, use your music as a way to do that, but don't go out and release singles anymore because you're going to release a single and then you're going to base the success on whether people downloaded it or not. And because you don't have an audience, they're not going to download it. One, because they don't have to download it anymore. So you're going to think that was a failure. And then you're going to go on to the next song. Well, this song never got the chance to stand, you know, to get out there and fully mature for anybody to really see it. So don't do them as singles because I think you guys will give up on them too fast. And then people come and go, hey, I'm going to my next single. Your music's brand new to somebody every day. Taylor Swift will sell records of her first record. She'll still sell a thousand copies of that record every single week. You know why? Because more people are coming on every day on the phone that had no clue who the hell Taylor Swift was and may have heard something else and wanted to go back and buy it. So don't get caught up in this singles thing. Lyric images, yes. Snippets, yes. Maybe even a teaser trailer. Don't tease anymore. It's so hard to get their attention the first time. Beyonce can tease. Jay-Z can tease. Kanye can tease. Taylor can tease. You can't tease. We are day trading for people's attention. We are vying. It's so noisy out there. When you've got them, give them your best stuff. Don't give them snippets. Don't give, give them your best stuff. And then when they find that, give them the next stuff. Also give them your best stuff. Yeah. Great advice. Love it, love it, love it. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.